Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome in to the PHNX Suns podcast brought to you by the DraftKings Sportsbook app, America's number one sportsbook app. Don't forget to hit that like button, subscribe wherever you get your podcasts, and leave us a five-star review. I'm Lindsay Smith, and today I'm joined by the one and only Shane Diefenbach. You may know him as the man or the mustache behind the Mac. Uh, Gerald is on vacation. Saul and Espo are still um, helping set up our new studios. So Shane and I are going to hold it down today on NBA schedule release day. How are you doing, Shane? I am fantastic. I just wanted to let the chat know if I seem like I'm distracted, I'm not. I'm looking at your comments and putting them on the screen. So <laughs> you can yell at me if your comment doesn't get put up, but don't be they, mean. You know, this is this is probably a really good thing because we didn't have this planned necessarily for you and I to do a show today. But yesterday when Gerald and I were on the show, we had a lot of people in the chat being like, Shane should just stay on the rest <laughs> of the entire show, like bring Shane in. So also well, there's a just came in. <laughs> he is here for everyone yesterday who was asking where he was. He was sleeping yesterday, but now he's digging in plants. So <laughs> hope he doesn't knock one off the shelf. We'll see. So shall we get into it? We shall. The Suns schedule is officially here. So... The Suns are going to play 82 games this year. No, I'm just kidding. You guys, we're not going to do all of that. Um, but I do want to look at a few things from the schedule release. So they do have 34 national TV games. They've got 11 sets of back-to-backs. As we mentioned yesterday, they play on Christmas Day. That one is going to be at 8.30 p.m. They play on MLK Day. And the season opener is October 19th, again, against the Dallas Mavericks. So, Shane, let's start with a national TV games. So 34 total. 11 on ESPN, 9 on TNT, 2 on ABC, and 12 on NBA TV. Do you think 34 is a pretty good number? I mean, if you look at the past, like 2016, 2017, and 2018, I think they had like five total during the regular season or something. I know they had two or maybe even just one in 2016 and 2017. So if you're looking at it respectively, yeah. I mean, I think it's a great (laughs) number. I don't want to – I don't want to – like say this team deserves more and bitch and moan about the, you know, the Lakers getting still getting nationally televised games, but for all things considered, I definitely think it's a good number. And the Lakers are going to get nationally televised games, regardless of how they're playing, because people still watch. It just is what it is. That's the Mm -hmm. Lakers for you. Um, A lot of people were upset about the amount of NBA TV games. So those 12, do you have beef with NBA TV as well? I don't really – I mean, I, I'd like to hear what the chat thinks and why they hate it. I already see Roy in the chat saying a lot of NBA TV games. I think the 
like the interface of it just doesn't look great. And I think that's probably the biggest thing. I don't know if it's who they have on the calls that mm-hmm. bothers people, but I don't really mind it. I mean, anything to get, you know, the suns out in national international setting is going to be fine with me. Yeah. So basically everyone gains Coda kid NBA <laughs> TV is trash. They suck. So I guess it's just not an enjoyable as an enjoyable broadcast to watch, but you know, you just mute it and watch the game and then come hang out with yeah. us after and we'll tell you what they said. <laughs> um, okay. So they also have a pretty tough opening to the season. That first five games or handful of games there, Dallas, Portland, LA Clippers, Golden State, and New Orleans. How are you feeling about how the, the Suns are going to open this new season? Well, they should be playing some of their best basketball. I mean, they didn't start the season well last year, but you know, you're getting a much deserved rest from the last three years. And you're also, you know, you have a reason to get up for the first game this time. Um, and hopefully there's no Harrison Barnes buzzer beater that spoils the start of the season again. But like the, you're playing the Mavericks, like you should be fired up. You should want revenge. And then if you play well in that game, you do get that dub, then you're kind of set up to go on a run a little bit against teams of like conference championship caliber. So I, I love it. Coda Kid said 5-0, and I said it. I like that. I love it. I'll retweet that for you, Coda uh, Kid. Yeah, you know, it is kind of a, a tough little gamut, if you will, there to start the season. But I think these guys are set up for it. I think it'll actually probably be really good for them because, like you said last year, we did drop a few games early on in the season. All of us were like, wait, hold on. What's happening? This isn't what we expected. But I think um, not necessarily a wake-up call, but just kind of a welcome back sort of a vibe and it would be a really good way to kind of set the tone for the rest of the season too if we can pick up quite a few w's in those first five games especially against and golden state and then zion should be back for new orleans and that'll be interesting Kawhi for the clippers so oh it'll be an exciting start to the season and then also just throwing this out there for the month of october for anybody else out there who is obsessed with halloween we have every <laughs> single saturday in october off of from games so you get the best of both worlds suns basketball is wow. back and you get saturdays for all the halloween festivities and you we don't play on lead. halloween that is amazing. I'm just saying, if you're a Halloween person, you'll be super stoked about the good combination of Suns basketball and Halloween. <laughs> so I know you mentioned this kind of as a joke when we were texting about this show, but if you could pick any NBA player or any Suns player to dress up as something of your choice, what would it be? Are you, did you have something in mind or were you just throwing it out there? I was just throwing it out there. I would have had to have spent some time last night yeah, actually yeah. thinking this through. Um, but I will say, was it, was it DeAndre Ian who showed up as Pennywise to one of Devin's birthday parties I a few so. years ago? I think so. That was the most terrifying Pennywise. Like, could you imagine if he went out to like a bar <laughs> or was walking down the street because he's so tall? Like that would be so creepy. So I will say from a Halloween perspective, over the past handful of years since Devin has had his annual birthday party and it's always mm. been a halloween theme party this sun's team has gone pretty hard with their costumes and i'm very proud of that yeah I, what's your favorite halloween costume you ever had um i was edward scissorhands back in like 2016 or 2017 one of the two of those and i feel like it was it was definitely the most legit costume i've ever had it was to the point where we went to a halloween party and the next day when I posted pictures from the party on Instagram, 
somebody DM me and was like, oh my God, I'm so sorry. I didn't say hi to you. I didn't realize that was you. <laughs> and I was like, that's how you know you got it's a really a good costume. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Cause they literally did not know that it was me. So <laughs> Brian said show pics or it didn't happen. It's on my Instagram, Smithy. You can go check it out. <laughs> um, and then I did corpse bride and I did um, bride of Frankenstein. So I love those. Leah, ones. Now I feel like I'm tapped out. Leah didn't, didn't even know what the nightmare before Christmas was. I was oh, trying no. to explain how they did that with the haunted mansion. I was so upset. I was oh, so upset. Leah, no. And I if know. you guys are confused, Leah hosts our Coyotes show here at Future Nights. You gotta get her in the know here, Shane. What about you? Do you have a good Halloween costume? Um, in college, I was I was the DEA agent from Narcos, and my buddy was Pablo Escobar. He's from he was from Spain, so we kind of looked the part. Um, and I had <laughs> I actually had a fake mustache. I didn't even have my full mustache at the time. So that's uh, so that what inspired fun. you to get the mustache then. Yeah. Uh, no, I had it before that, I think, briefly. But, uh, but yeah, it, it, it definitely helped, I think. I think I was like, damn, I kind of look good. It's like, I can't pull this off. Let's do yeah. this. All right, back to the NBA schedule. <laughs> um, back to back. So let's take a look at some of those. There's 11 of them. Most of them, I feel like, are not terrible travel distances, There were a couple that kind of stood out to me, one in December. No, wait, hold on. Where did it go? I should have written this down. Yeah, December. (laughs) Um, They go from L.A. to Washington. So that's kind of a far, a far little. Oh, no, those are homes. I like that's a home one. So that one's good. I was looking at the wrong one, I think, then. I think I had home and away on this schedule mixed. Do you think 11 is too many or do you think that's fine? No, that's just the NBA nowadays. And again, as I said, they'll be a lot more rested than they have been in the past. Hopefully, there's a little more load management going on. I know Monty doesn't love it, but for your elder point guard, um, I think it would definitely help. Um, and we'll see. We'll see what happens. Maybe maybe there's some surprises in who plays more, and you guys have talked about it at length, but... <sighs> Hopefully somebody is used in the backup point guard role a little bit. More. Yeah. Okay. Now that I'm actually paying attention to the home and away colors on Good. this schedule, the back-to-backs aren't too bad. Um, you've got Memphis to Washington, which is not terrible. No. Um, the Spurs to Dallas, not bad at all. Boston, Detroit, Atlanta, Indiana, like nothing too, too crazy here. A couple of them for home home way home and away back to backs but not a whole lot and i think there's only 2 months where they have two sets of back to backs within the same month so i kind of feel like this is a pretty decent schedule for the suns i know everyone wants to find little things within the schedule of ways that their team got burned a little bit or whatever you may say but i feel like this isn't a terrible schedule there there are quite a few games um, in December, November and December, of course, where they have hardly any days off in between. It's just game off, game off, game off. But that's the NBA season for you. And at least like you said earlier, Shane, they've actually had a pretty decent off season to get some rest to recover, hopefully from the last handful of seasons that they've had. Yeah, it, w- it would definitely help out. And like traveling is it, it sucks, but they didn't they didn't have too many troubles on back to backs last year. I feel like it wasn't it, it, there was some fatigue, but, you know, this team was just so dominant and so good. And they don't really necessarily need to be the most rested as long as they're there mentally. Um, mm-hmm. I think they'll be fine. So, yeah, I think that helps. All right. Christmas Day. That one's at 830 p.m. Do you think that's a good time for a Christmas Day game? It doesn't feel like Christmas. It's so the after afternoon, 
like after 12 p.m., it is not Christmas anymore. It's it's just a holiday. It doesn't feel like Christmas. The presents are open. The magic is ruined. Santa Claus is sleeping again. <laughs> I, I, I hate late night Christmas games because I remember as a kid, you get so damn sad. You'd open presents and then you're like, and you get to play with them for a little bit. Now there's no presents and the Suns have a, 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 fun, a fun matchup at 830. I don't know. And the Cardinals are playing as well. Hopefully they can win both games this year. Um, the AZ teams, but yeah, I, I hate late night Christmas games. I don't know why. I just hate them. I, I'm kind of okay with it, to be honest with you, because I feel like you get all, all normal Christmas, right? You open your presents, you have whatever your family does. You could even do an early dinner if your family is like a Christmas dinner type of person. I think this is going to work out well for people who have kids. Um, because then you can go through the whole Christmas Day craziness, get cleaned up, put all the kids to bed, and then you can sit down and enjoy some Suns basketball. Or mm. you can keep the kids up for a special treat a little late if they also are into Suns basketball. And it's like you round out Christmas as a family with some Suns basketball. I don't know. I'm not mad at it, though, I don't think. Gaines asking, does anybody watch Christmas games? Do you are do you tune into every game, or is it – mine's more on the background, I feel like. I don't really completely – pay attention but yeah I feel like I'm more of a it's on in the background kind of a thing Sun's mm-hmm. obviously paying attention to yeah. the entire game but all the rest of the day it's mostly just on in the background because I feel like the the actual Christmas festivities are more front and center mm-hmm. and then it we have a big family we've got a pretty big family so and it's blended so we've got tons of different people to see the kids to go do things with, and thankfully we can kind of mix it up Christmas Eve, Christmas Day for some and throw that in there. But there, it seems like Christmas is very busy in my space. <laughs> yeah. it's it, Last year I had to, well, I got to be at the, um, down down in Westgate producing the Cardinals uh, post-game show for PHNX. Mm-hmm. And this year it's looking like the same, around the same thing probably is going to happen. I'm excited for it, though. It's going to be a good time. I mean... I feel like that would be a fun way to spend Christmas, though, at least part of it. Yeah. You know, everyone out there is going to be having a blast. That's that's the time to, to if you're going to enjoy a game, you should go to it if it's at night on Christmas. That, that That's the way to do it. Um, going to a game early, I don't know about that. Well, I've always wondered how the players feel. Like, do they get ecstatic? Like, do they get really excited that they play on Christmas? I guess if they're at home and it's an 830 game, then they probably like it more. But, like... I, I would hate it if I was an NBA player and I saw a Christmas Day scheduled game at like 10 a.m. on the East Coast or something. You know, that's a good question. And every t- I didn't work for the Suns when we had a Christmas Day game, so I never really got to ask them about how it felt to play on Christmas Day. But mm-hmm. I know there were a couple times when I was there we had we were on a road trip over Christmas. So we would leave like three days before Christmas and then come home like two days after Christmas. And I know a lot of players with families would actually fly all their families out to whatever city they were in at that time. And they would actually do Christmas at the hotel. Like they would get a separate suite or rent out one of the rooms, the meeting rooms or whatever, decorate it to the nines and do Christmas there. So I think it probably depends on what level of an NBA player you Mm. are and how much you enjoy or dislike it. Because if you're at the point where you can literally go all out and fly your whole family there, then you probably are not mad at it. But if you're you're not able to do that, then it probably sucks a little bit. Do you party on Christmas night 
Brian um, yeah. So Brian mentioned it asked if it was just a Mexico thing. Um, I do have a lot of Mexican, uh, family members, like half of my family is, is Mexican and we always do Christmas Eve and it's always pretty late. Like there's a ton of kids on that side of the family too. So we probably go to whoever's hosting Mm -hmm. house around like seven, have dinner around eight and then do presents around like nine, nine 30. And we end up probably staying up to like one, one or two, um, on those nights. And then the next morning, my morning turns into like early afternoon on yeah. Christmas days because of that. It's like Christmas starts at like 11, 30, 12 on actual Christmas days because of that. So yeah. On Christmas Eve, I've started to go to the casino every night on Christmas, or every single Christmas Eve night. Oh, um, so that's fun. Uh, I, I've definitely enjoyed that. I don't think I've came up money at all when oh. I've gone. I was just going to ask, did you have a Christmas gift? For gift? No, no, nope. no, nothing yet. <laughs> Oh my goodness. All right. Well, that is kind of the breakdown of the schedule, at least what you're going to get from us. There's a lot more on social media. Oh, what? What? uh I told you I had a surprise for you, Lindsay. Oh, boy. <laughs> before before we move on, I like to throw curveballs at Lindsay every time I'm on the show. We played something similar to this. Oh, um, no. The last time I was on the show, we played Boston Celtic or Boston Tea Party. <laughs> um, so today we're going to go through the start of the schedule. And just like the first four games, there's four teams out of the five. Um, and I'm gonna I'm gonna ask you: Did this player have a historical impact on this on this team's uh, city uh, in the past, or were they a an actual NBA player? So were they a historical figure in the city or an NBA player? I couldn't come up with a good name for it because it would be too long. But we'll just rattle it off and we'll go first. Okay. So, I'm so ask was you, it was it a figure a historical figure from that city, or was it an NBA player? Yes. On this that is going to be so embarrassing because I'm going to do so poorly. So, well, well please to help. be fair, I'm trying. I'm, 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 I, I didn't want to, I didn't want to expose you by like pulling up real NBA players that you should know. So, this is just <laughs> totally random. If you remember last time, I did the same thing and you went five for five. So, we'll yeah, but I don't think continue. I have that same luck. I think that was a one time deal. All right. All what right, you got? Well, let's figure it out. So, is this player a shooting guard for the Dallas Mavericks in the nineties that averaged nine points a game and three rebounds for three years, or were they the confirmed commander in chief of all Texans forces after the, after Texas declared independence, their name is Sam Houston. Shoot. (laughs) So in the nineties, I would have been like three something around there. So this is a really good start. I'm going to go historical figure. Yes, historical figure. Okay. Um, right after they declared independence, Sam Houston was confirmed as the commander in chief for all the forces in Texas. All right. Um, all right. Uh, next one is this player um, a member of a 90s Hornets roster, or were they a famous jazz musician in the 60s? Their name? James Blackwell. Ooh. Hornets player or famous jazz musician. Chat, y'all are not helping me at all. Um, That's a great jazz (laughs) name, so I'm going to go jazz musician. 94-95 Charlotte Hornet. Oh, dang. James Blackwell. (laughs) Dartmouth College. All right. Um, That is a great great name, though. I'm just saying. It is. Was this one of the richest miners during the California Gold Rush? Or was this a shooting guard for the L.A. Clippers in the mid-2000s? Their name? 
Where's their name? <laughs> Uh-oh, I don't know where their name went. I had this all planned out, and now it's got Samuel Brennan. Samuel Brennan. Rich Miner, shooting guard. Shooting guard? Rich Miner. Dang it. Samuel Brennan, during the 1850s <laughs> and 1860s, was known as the richest man in California. The chaos of the gold rush played to his personality. Darn. All right. Uh, last two. This is not going well for me. Josh said we aren't helping because we don't know either. Did, <laughs> did this man help construct the aqueduct in Los Angeles or was he a center for the LA Clippers averaging 1.4 points a game and one rebound in 55 career games? All right, let's go. My guy's killing it. His name is Greg Butler. Aqueduct uh, or center? Center. Center. Yeah. All right. Last one. What am I? Two for two? Uh, two for four? Oh, that's what I meant. Yeah. yeah. Two yeah. and two is what I meant. Yeah, two and two. All right. Last one. Was this one of the first trailblazers in history, liter or figuratively, or literally, I guess? Was this the first one of the first Portland basketball trailblazers in history? Okay. Or did they own the Portland Gaslight Company in 1859? David H. Anderson. David H. Anderson. I feel like the fact that his name is David H. Anderson, like that seems like an old timey thing that people would say. So historical figure. Yeah, he owned the All Portland right. Gas. He was the All president right. and CEO of the Portland Gaslight Company. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you for thank you for playing along. Well, at least, I, at least I won technically, right? Yeah, I didn't for, lose. I didn't three, lose. Three and three and two. Green too. Over 50%. All right. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> if that confused you guys, that's okay. We've got something that'll help you out with that. Oh, geez. Oh, geez is great to bring a little bit of clarity to you, to get your brain working a little creatively. And uh, we've got some free stuff for you from OGs and PHNX. So we teamed up to give you guys the Flavoring Life sweepstakes, and one lucky winner will receive three bags of OGs, including their orange creamsicle and tropical flavors, an OGs hat, a PHNX shirt of your choice, and a PHNX annual membership. You can sign up for the Flavoring Life Sweepstakes at gophnx.com or click the link in our show notes. You can also check out OGs online at ogsbrands.com, on Instagram at ogsbrands, and you can find their products at your local dispensary, but you must be 21 years or older to purchase. I love that everyone else in the com um, comments is like, I was lost on all of the questions. D's get degrees. Like, yeah, this I was suck it. at trivia. At least uh, we were all in the same boat, you guys. I was setting up nobody for success. That, <laughs> that was the point. All right, Shane. It's time for some screenshots presented by Arizona Department of Health Services. COVID-19 vaccines are free for everyone five and older. Those 12 and older are also now eligible for a booster. Visit azhealth.gov slash find vaccine for a location near you. First up, Woj and Shams, Woj and Shams, excuse me, have shared that LeBron James has officially agreed to a two-year $97.1 million maximum extension with the Los Angeles Lakers. So why this news is relevant to us? Well, there were rumors that LeBron could potentially find his way to the Phoenix Suns. I think this kind of shows that that idea is likely pretty dead in the water. However, I did see someone on Twitter today say that Flex said that the LeBron extension could trigger the dominoes for some Kevin Durant movement. And that is good for all of us. 
because I think we all could use a resolution on the Kevin Durant saga. What do you think? Yeah, I mean, anything to 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 spite Gerald when he's on vacation. If this can <laughs> speed it up, like I'm so down for it. I, I was never like a. I mean, like I, I'm not gonna say if LeBron came to Phoenix, I'd be like, crap, dang it, like, this sucks. Like that'd be awesome. I mean, especially if he helps you win a title. But I also that was not my first option. Uh, Kevin Durant clearly the number one option, and right. maybe a, even if you could have got a different superstar, it would have been better. Uh, yeah, I, if this helps expedite the process, so be it. If not, the Lakers still old and crusty. It doesn't really matter. <laughs> I just really hope, like we had talked about, the potential of you know the rumors and just the conversation around LeBron potentially becoming a Phoenix Sun. I wouldn't have been overly mad at it by any means, and I would have happily cheered him on had he become a Phoenix Sun. However, I think the biggest thing about this is that I do hope that the rumor that Flex did say that they the domino or the the first domino in getting this Kevin Durant situation resolved is what I'm really hoping for here because, like, we can't keep doing this, y'all. Mm-hmm. <laughs> This is just going to like eat us inside slowly. Like it's just going to kill us slowly. You know what I yeah, mean? It's, it's like a death by a thousand paper cuts. Like we just need a resolution already at some point it, in time. It's it's not, it's especially for a job like this. It's like, how many times can I reword the same stuff? Look, there's more, there's more rumors. I mean, Kevin Durant's helping us out for sure by tweeting and all of this. But yeah. at some point it's like, dude, just please. I mean, we're just gonna have a begging show one time where we're like, please come, please, or just or please. or don't, just do something. Uh, yeah, that's that's definitely um, the point in time of where we are at right now. Jay did ask though, does LeBron want to waste the next two years in LA, or does he know a move is coming? Do you think he actually stays in LA, or do you think there's a potential of him to be moved? I think that this team is so stubborn. That they that they they believe what they've been saying that they've just been too banged up, and they I mean I, mean, I bet they're, tr- they're he's gonna try to do all he can to get more help, but people are mentioning what Russell Westbrook's gonna do, who's gonna take on his contract, if he even I don't it's it's such a weird situation. I think he's just I, I just don't think he wants to leave L.A. Um, I, I don't think he wants to chase a ring somewhere else. I think he's done with that, and I I do think he listens to the outside noise and knows that the you know, the the haters would outweigh what would come from potentially being able to get another ring. Uh, and I think he can do it here. I mean, I'm not saying the Lakers are are world beaters by any means. I'm not, I, I don't even know if they'll make the playoffs. But you never know. If Anthony Davis can get healthy and LeBron Tom Brady's and starts going crazy with, as he gets older, we'll see. He's still one of the greatest players to ever play the game. I wouldn't count it out yet. Yeah. I do think that there is a possibility that he does not finish his career with the Lakers, mostly because he did, he did wants to play with his son, Bronny, and who knows where he's going to wind up if he has when, whenever or if he has his first season in the NBA. However, I think until that happens, being in LA is probably a top choice for him because that's where his family is and his businesses outside of the NBA are. And obviously we know he just likes being in LA. So it doesn't Mm -hmm. come as a surprise to me that he did uh, sign this extension or intends to sign 
this extension with the Los Angeles Lakers. The, LeBron, LeBron says that he goes wherever Bronny goes. I think Bronny goes wherever LeBron is. I don't think he's going to be like, like I think whatever team he's on, if it's the Lakers, they'll be able to maneuver their way into the pick where he gets drafted. I don't think he's going to be some crazy, highly sought after guy. I could be wrong, but I, I, I think it's the other way around. I think wherever LeBron is, Bronny's going to get drafted. I mean, I think that would be the more ideal situation because, yeah, he's not going to be one of like the top most covetable players coming out of that draft, which is okay. That's fine. I do think that helps, though, as far as the two of them being able to potentially play on the same team because he's not going to be as covetable. So whatever way you want to look at it, it's probably a benefit, at least to those two guys. Um, I did also bring this up, not just because the whole potential Suns thing, but because yesterday DraftKings had uh, Katie's next team odds back up on their site. I don't know exactly when they were back up because I know they were down for a few weeks. But then today when this news came out, they took them off of DraftKings again. So this is kind of an interesting, I don't know if you want to pull an Espo and put on your tinfoil hat here, an interesting thing that's kind of coming to fruition in front of our eyes. But as of yesterday, DraftKings did have Brooklyn Nets at a minus 170 uh, for KD's next team and the Phoenix Suns and Boston Celtics at the same odds, a plus 225. So Shane, as the resident gambler over here, do you think they'll put these odds back up on DraftKings? So do you think there's a lot of shift? I mean, yeah, I think they'll put him up. I think that's probably where it's going to stay. I mean, the Nets are probably still going to be the favorite, even though he said he doesn't want to play there. He's still on the team. Um, but if you don't know, he has to play a game. So he can't start the season on the roster and not play. Um, I'm pretty sure that's how the bet will cash. He has to play the, the first game with the new team or the same team. So, yeah, Brooklyn, I, I wouldn't touch Brooklyn just because there isn't value in this. And if you're going to throw a, a dart at a wall, you might as well get plus money on it. Um, I think the reason the Celtics are the same as the Suns is because the videos surfaced of him working out with Jason Tatum. Like, I don't think anything, I don't think it really means anything. I think we'll, I do think there's a resolution coming soon. It might come before these odds get put back up on it. But I mean, I stay on the DraftKings Sportsbook app, so I will be the first to know if they're back up on it. We'll see though. I'm, I'm excited. I, I, I can't believe they're still like available, even though they're gone now. I can't believe they, they came back. I know. That's what I was kind of surprised about, too, because they had left a couple weeks ago the last time I checked, and I figured they just were going to be gone, and whoever was able to get in early enough um, would be the people who potentially could get a big win from that. But then they came back, and I thought that was even more interesting. Um, I don't know. It's something definitely to keep an eye out on, though. But also, if you have not been on the DraftKings Sportsbook app, highly recommend you download it and join today because it's super fun. It's really it makes watching sports even more enjoyable when you got a little bit of skin in the game and you've got a bet going on that game because you're rooting for some sidebar things in addition to rooting for your team, and it makes it really fun. So download the DraftKings Sportsbook app right now. Make sure you use promo code PHNX when you sign up. And when you use that promo code, after you bet just $5 on any college football team, you're going to get $200 in free bets instantly. That is code PHNX only at DraftKings Sportsbook. And a reminder, minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. All right. Check, checking my bets right now. That's what I was doing on my phone. Oh, are you, have you won anything recently? Uh, I lost my first bet of the day. I bet on the Phillies. Their game started at 9 a.m. 
Um, so I was watching the end of it on the bet show. They lost one to nothing. It was very boring. Um, <laughs> but I'm winning a Padres bet that I gave out on the bet show every Hey-o. Monday through Friday live on the PHNX Sports YouTube channel at noon. There you go. <laughs> uh, so tune into Shane's bet show. It's a lot of fun over there. Okay. Okay. Easy health screenshot. Jay Crowder posted a video on his Instagram with a blur over what appears to be a Suns logo on his shirt. Shane, you did him this... dirty here, Lindsay. I know. I didn't mean to take this bad of a screenshot. That was my fault. I should have tried a little bit harder to get a better one of his face. I'm sorry. So I really apologize for that. But Shane, chat, is this something, nothing, or everything? How are we feeling about this? And also, definitely... do you believe it's a Suns logo underneath that blur? I mean, let me look at it again. I didn't really get, get, get a good look at it. Uh, it looks like it says the Valley. It looks like that's the V, right? Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I think it is. And I think it's something. It, it has to be something. It's definitely not nothing because of the stuff we've seen in the past. Uh, but I don't think it's everything. Uh, I don't think you can say he's gone. Everything's over. It's Who knows? I mean, we'll see. We went, we went over his... His, his website homepage. Like, I don't know how far we can go into this, but yeah, I, I think it's something. What do you I think? definitely think it's something as well. And I honestly am a little confused by this whole thing because when the whole tweet thing came out and then him liking tweets about him being in Mavs jerseys and I think Heat jersey or something like that, um, everyone was like, oh, Jay's gone, Jay's gone, something happened, like he wants out. And I'm just like, what happened, though? <laughs> like, what was it? Because it seemed like it came out of left field. And yeah, I don't but, love this for us. But also at the same time, it's not like he's saying, like, fuck the Suns. Like, it's just, it's little stuff that people are digging into. Like, I don't know. I don't think it's, uh, I don't think anything happened. I think he's just ready for a change. I mean, yeah, but you have to be some type of petty to literally blur out your previous or current potential previous team's logo yeah. on your Instagram because you know, not dumb. He knows exactly what it's going to do to the fan base and media who cover this team. Everyone's going to be asking questions as to why you did that. Yeah. I, like that was a I calculated think, thought. Yeah. <laughs> Hello being dramatic, but I also, I mean, there's, it's something to say about the chemistry. He says the chemistry is ruined. It's over like in the nineties time to burn the jerseys and cry while being held. I don't <laughs> know if I'd go that far, but I, I definitely think that there's something up with the chemistry um, with certain players. Again, I always say this on our ASU show. Nobody knows. Nobody truly knows the vibe except for the players that are there every day in the locker room. Mm-hmm. You can speculate all you want. You can see things that you see on the sidelines, but there are thousands and thousands of conversations being had that will never see the light of day. So you just really don't know. So I just try to not speculate. Um, but I think, I mean, obviously something happened. I mean, I know somebody had mentioned it's all the trade rumors, and I totally get that. Um, if I were Jay, would it would be hard to not feel some type of way about constantly being brought up in trade rumors. But I don't know. It just makes me sad. I, I'm not a big fan of this. It, it makes me sad. I hope that everything can be okay. That's all. <laughs> I just that's want r- everything to be okay, That's rare for you, Shane. Lindsay. That's I really know. rare for you. It makes as, me as sad. You, well, <laughs> as, as you would say about this, we shall see. We shall see. <laughs> all right. And then our final AZ Health screenshot of the day, Sue Bird played her final regular season game a few nights ago. And all Devin Booker and Mikhail Bridges were all there to show respect and love for her and the storied career that she has had. 
this was a cool video to see Bleacher Report had tweeted it out. Um, I'm going to be really sad that Sue Bird is no longer in the WNBA. And it makes me even more sad because it's just the next step is that at some point in time, probably in the very near future, Diana Taurasi will follow Sue and we won't have any Sue Bird or DT in the W. And this makes me even more sad than the Jay Crowder shenanigans. <laughs> yeah, um, it, it is. It is cool, though, to think about if you want to think about the bright side. These are two staples of the WNBA like when you think WNBA you think of these two for the last 15 20 years like this is what the WNBA was and still will be because of the culture they've instilled in not only the WNBA players but young women and players that looked up to them and are now playing in the league so you're going to get new Sue Birds and new DTs and that's that's exciting as well I mean there's no one that nobody's ever going to be exactly like DT I don't think anybody in the world has ever come close to the personality that she is uh, but it's it's still exciting that there's going to be new faces of the WNBA. And, um, and, and we're already seeing is, that. Yeah, yeah, we're already yeah. seeing that. I think I think it's just hard because, I mean, with any player, right, every generation or group of kids, whether you're born in the 80s, the 90s, the 2000s, whatever, you kind of grow up with certain players that become like your – are synonymous with whatever league mm-hmm. it is that you grow up watching – and while I love these young players in the W who are doing the damn thing, it's like Sue Bird and, and DT were those for me. So it's just kind of, it's just, again, it's just sad. I don't Josh, love it. Josh on saying <laughs> if Lindsay ever had to let a player know they were being traded, the player would be the one having to come for Lindsay. That's very true. I mean, especially if they were one of my favorites. I'd Talk be like, about I don't a nightmare job. <laughs> Can you imagine? Like the guys on Hard Knocks that have to tell a player they've been cut. That that would be your nightmare. <laughs> the only, the only, it would be yeah, ninety nine percent of the time it would be the worst situation ever, and I would probably have to go like to therapy for three weeks every single day, maybe twice a day, to help me like get through the emotions of it, because that would just suck. I do not envy that type of a position no. whatsoever when it comes to sports. Like James Jones, that's all you. I could never. <laughs> I don't know, but yeah, it was a cool moment to see. That's for sure. And I'm really glad that Sue Bird at least told us this was her last season so that we all got to kind of um, have those moments throughout the season and celebrate her in certain ways. Um, Hopefully Diana Taurasi will give us that same thing or she might pull a Larry Fitzgerald and just out of the blue nowhere be like, I don't know, and And then just never come back. And hey, we got Merc Ball tonight. This is playoff, true. Playoff Mark Ball, baby, 7 p.m. <laughs> you guys in the chat are hilarious. I love you guys. Um, <laughs> all right, Shane. So the last thing I want to tell you and all of our listeners about is that our monthly, quote unquote, last Wednesday is just around the corner. And we want you guys to join us all day at Four Peaks on August 31st for some good fun, food, and beer. So every last Wednesday of the month, we always have all of our live shows hosted out at Four Peaks Brewery in Tempe on 8th Street. And it's a lot of fun. Again, good food, good beer, good uh, group of people to come Great hang vibes. out with. Yeah, good vibes, all of it. Sean, Sean so, and I were singing the national anthem on our ASU show the other day, or you, last time we were out the there. The last time we were there, you were also wearing like a knight costume. I was. You were a I knight was, in shining armor. Yeah, <laughs> I, I embodied that as well. There was tons of chivalry being thrown around. It was just a good time. 
Mm-hmm. So come on down, join us. That's August 31st. Also, a quick reminder that Wednesday is the day we'll be announcing our next sweepstakes winner, our toast of the month sweepstakes with PHNX and Four Peaks. That sweepstakes will get you a chance to win a $50 Four Peaks gift card, a PHNX shirt of your choice, and a PHNX annual membership. To sign up, all you have to do is do to gophnx.com or click the links in our show notes. And uh, for more details, it's all there. Just a reminder, though, in order to enjoy Four Peaks beer, you do have to be 21 years or older. And we ask that you enjoy it responsibly. All right, Jane, that's all I got for us today. I think the one thing that I will end with, because a lot of people asked this question of you yesterday when Gerald and I did our mailbag, they wanted to know the same thing about you. What was your journey to this point in your career? How did you get into sports media? Uh, well, both my parents work in sports media. My mom teaches at Cronkite. Um, she's been a reporter for the Republic. She was a reporter for the Republic for a while. My dad being an editor, he now works um, for a gambling company. We'll put it like that. So it, my roots are very, very close to the tree. Um, but yeah, it, that, I mean, I didn't really want to work in traditional sports. And so after I graduated from Cronkite, I was doing a lot of freelance stuff with video um, I'm also our videographer, a head videographer at PHNX, so that's kind of where the passion is. Um, I was just shooting concerts for my buddies, and then the call came at the right time, and this was probably the only job I would have accepted in sports, something new and fresh. Um, so that's I got fun. lucky, that is the, is the short answer. Yeah, for sure. Well, we are glad to have you here. Also, just give you a little bit of flowers since we don't get to have, I don't get to have you on the show very often, especially without those other guys to poo-poo on your flowers. But I'm going <laughs> to give you a few flowers real quick, Shane, because he wears so many hats here at PHTNX. He produces our Sun show. He's got his bet show. He's on ASU. He's our videographer. He edits things like, thank you, Shane. We appreciate yeah, you. Yeah, I thought you were saying literally <laughs> because I literally do have a bunch of hats. This is the OG's hat. Um, oh, It's a fantastic nice. hat. But yeah, you do also both literally and figuratively. I had this hat. This made me think of it. It was a black hat with a big logo and I miss it so much. So if anybody sees a hat with an Arabian horse on it and it's a, it's a 2004 Arabian horse show competition. It has a bunch of flags on the sides. Let me know. I lost it about eight years ago. Um, (laughs) I really want, I got it at a thrift store and I miss it so much. Should we make missing posters and put them up all Mm -hmm. over the city? I feel like that's probably a really good thing to do. I think we should. All right. Well, if anybody sees it, be sure to tweet at us. Um, Until next time, thank you guys for joining. We really appreciate you. We will see you tomorrow at 2 p.m., just like always. And you can follow me on Twitter at LindsaySmithAZ. You can follow Shane at Shane Deef. That's (laughs) D-I-E-F-F. And we will see you guys later. Goodbye. Wait, can I do it? Can I do it? Oh, yeah. So sorry. Yes. Shane, take us home. Remember, if you need someone to relay bad news for you, make sure it's not Lindsay Smith. (laughs) Ahoy, hoy.